Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Panelist Green, I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing tonight? I am incredibly tired. Yeah, you know what? I, I am too, and I could hear it in your voice. I think when we first got on the call, I, I, th- I don't know if we were both sensing this, but there was some fatigueness going on. Yeah, I could not fall asleep last night, and then right when I was about to fall asleep, I got uh, a page at work, and it woke me right up. And it, it was one of those pages that was like a false positive kind of thing. Oh, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just the absolute worst. And so, yeah, I didn't get any sleep last night. I had a lot of stuff to do today. Oh, man. And so, yeah. But you know what? You know what? You know what? What? Despite all that, I'm excited to talk about Shazam. Shazam! And see, I wish I could say Shazam and then get like all this energy, like the energy of Atlas. Just try it. Try it. It, 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 helps. it helps. Shazam! <laughs> See, <laughs> I think I just pegged the audio out pretty bad right there, but you know, nah, it's it's fine, it's fine, it's great, man. No, absolutely. Look, I, I feel like um, you know the the, <laughs> the energy of a much younger us was just imbued to us. <laughs> uh, you know what? Surprisingly story. enough, I do feel better. <laughs> it does. Maybe there's a takeaway from this particular movie, and that's make like saying Shazam at the at the top of your lungs. Uh, it makes everything better. So. One way or the other, we're going to be getting into it. Of course, this is a rose-colored retrospective, as uh, those who may not be familiar. This is where we review a movie, but we do so without the critical lens and just with the lens of love. The rose-colored retrospective is a rose-colored look at the film, where we don't talk about what we don't like or maybe thought could have been done better. We just get hyped talking about what we like. Normally, this is a great tool to use with looking at some of the more universally not-beloved films out there. However, with a movie like Shazam! It's going to be a lot of fun, and I think that, you know, we're going to kind of almost just be doing a review, just a very generous review, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, a couple a couple of housekeeping items before we actually jump into it. First of all, uh, this has been part of a series that we've been doing uh, with the kind of release, the rose-colored cuts, going back through all of the DCEU movies and talking specifically or, or giving them the rose-colored treatment. We've done everything from the Batman versus the Supermans all the way to the Wonder Womans and the Shazams. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, in some of the movies, we've uncovered things that we didn't realize that we loved before. We gave ourselves a whole new light to appreciate them in. And some were just downright difficult to do. But one way or the other, we, we did them. So if you'd like to go back <laughs> and listen to those, please do. We're finishing strong here with Shazam, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Also, want to make mention of the fact that since this is going to bring us to a close... Uh, the next thing that we are working towards is doing a review of the 90s Flash TV series. Now, of course, we still got some time until The Flash returns. And so we are going to, uh, yeah, we really want to kind of use that time between now and then 
to explore that series, but we need your help to make it happen. Head over to patreon.com slash TV talk where you can learn more about how you can support the show and help us get to that goal. It's not going to take uh, too much to do it. We're just like a few patrons away from making it happen. But again, that is patreon.com slash TV talk uh, to learn more there. And then finally, man, we have been rocking and rolling with some Flashcraft, uh, which is our, our Minecraft server uh, dedicated to DC Comics. Uh, fun things to share about there, and, and Bell, if it's all right with you, I thought we might do a little flashcraft uh, talk at the tail end of this as a little uh, a mousse bouche or like a dessert or a, a, a garnish on the, the conversation if you're interested. <laughs> sure, yeah, that sounds like fun. All right, man. Well, stick around for that if you're so interested, but in the meantime, let's go ahead and dive into Shazam! I just love saying that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Shazam! It's such a, like, look, the, the concept of the character of Shazam is, is so fun. I mean, just the idea, if you kind of think back to giving kids a, a way to become Superman. I mean, like, at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's paramount to where this character came from. And, you know, putting that into a modern context, especially where superheroes have become the, the soup du jour, uh, where obviously there's, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of more, you know, as, as funny as it is to say, a lot of realism in the story of Billy Batson uh, and the way in which uh, he is portrayed here in his non-superhero form. Uh, man, this was a movie with a heart. That's something that was very clear when I first saw it. But I'm, I'm curious, before we dive into the actual movie, uh, Shazam the character, or like, I guess the franchise or, or the comics or, or even in other media, man, what was your familiar, familiarity with Shazam? Well, you know, I know a lot of, you know, I, I guess the first thing to mention about it that I, you know, recall was the the boondoggle, I guess you could say, between um, Marvel and DC and, you know, mm, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the fights over the rights to the character from the original creators and things like that. And just, you know, how we have a Captain Marvel in both universes that are completely and totally different. Um, and the, you know, the, the, the fiasco, I guess, surrounding that um uh, is kind of interesting and there there's a little bit more um that i kind of gleaned from uh playing hero clicks one of one of my favorite hero clicks um uh miniatures is actually a, a captain marvel miniature um and it's just really really good miniature and it was it was fun so and, and they have like little like you know comic-y tidbit things on the on the uh, cards and stuff like that but as far as like reading captain marvel i uh, haven't really done a lot of that so my, my my knowledge is fairly limited um but yeah i would say you know uh, reading an article about the the history of Captain Marvel was like very fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean the the legalities. There's there's I think there's several in the histories of the character if I'm remembering correctly. Though I'm I'm definitely not the right person to to to, to shed any light there. But definitely worth a couple of Google searches and a YouTube uh, search as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think for me, my first introduction to the character really coincides with my first introduction to DC Comics, which. Growing up, I was more of like a Spider-Man fan. Uh, my grandmother used to send me Spider-Man comics when we were at summer camp, that kind of thing. Um, but I remember very specifically the first time I really kind of thought, huh, DC, was in uh, when we were hanging out in Mr. Hughes' class. I think it was in Mr. H- no, Mr. <laughs> Yance's class, Coach Yance's class. Mr. Yance, yeah, right. Coach Yance. And uh, he had a whole shelf in his classroom, and, and this was in, I guess, high school, uh, dedicated to graphic novels. And the first graphic novel I ever picked up was in his class, and it was Kingdom Come. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, talk about diving in, like, jumping into the deep end. <laughs> but, like, you know, that that Alex Ross art was just so gorgeous. And, you know, it's, it's so bizarre because, obviously, I had had some kind of idea about who the characters were. You can't be alive even back then and not know 
you know, who Superman and who Batman are. Like I knew who, you know, some of the more iconic characters were and had kind of a working knowledge about some various aspects of the characters. And so like when you see like the children of the superheroes and that, you kind of start piecing some things together and, and you can kind of infer a lot based on just, you know, common knowledge. But the character of Shazam is, is paramount to that, that story. He's a, he's, a, he's a central feature. In fact, to some extent, he is not necessarily the MacGuffin per se, but I mean, like, he, he's, the, he's the climax of the film, right? Like, like or not film. I, I mean, it's basically a film. <laughs> it's the climax of the graphic novel. Like, he, uh, it all really rests and resides on him in particular. Uh, and so I remember being a little bit kind of confused by that because um, I wasn't very familiar with the character. But going back and rereading that story in particular after, you know, uh, getting a sense of who the character was and, you know, why everybody was all scared of him thinking that he was Shazam when actually he was just Billy Batson and he just was all grown up you know, <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> it is a really fan- fantastic, uh, fantastic read. But we're not here to talk about the uh, the comic books. We're here to talk about the movie. Uh, man, I love this movie. The energy, the joy, the the fun. I mean, like, you can use just all the words to define this movie, I think. Yeah, hands down my favorite of the DCEU. What do you, Absolutely. What are some standout moments for you? Man, there are just so many. I know I tweeted a bunch of them. Um, there is the, the, the scenes with Billy and Freddie, um, uh, particularly, like, you know, there, there's so much energy and fun between them uh, at the very beginning. And then there's also a lot of emotional weight in their relationship as well, because, you know, you, you, you have the situation uh, after the bus uh, saving incident where, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they have this big moment and it's, you know, Freddie's sitting there like, I would kill to have what you have. And, and Billy's basically using it yes. you know, as parlor tricks and stuff yes. like that. Yes, listen, so, the honesty. That was such yeah. a great moment. Yes, wonderful yeah. scene. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's a big moment. Um, also, the the boardroom scene is 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 really interesting. Like that one is one where you're sitting there and you're watching this so far happy go lucky fun mm-hmm. movie, and then all of a sudden it just turns to eleven, and you're like, whoa, okay, this is this isn't you know like just a, a, a kitty happy go lucky blah 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 film like there there are real stakes here and this dude's bad like mm-hmm. billy is clearly outmatched and now it is uh it's very obvious that he is in dire trouble should they meet yeah um with well, the brutality and- of it it's almost like you know we know that this guy has got to go up against a kid and what we maybe didn't know at the time but know now is that obviously he's gonna have to go up against a bunch of kids and we have to believe that this is the a guy that's not going to hold back against a bunch of kids. You know what I mean? Like there needs to be a sense in which this guy's a real threat and not just like a oh, but you know they're kids, so you know, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Yeah, he he has no reservations of hurting anybody to achieve his goals. Exactly. Um and I mean like he's he's laser focused. Uh, he's got his he's got his eye on the prize, so to speak. no they had some great stuff with this um with the the villain setups in particular right there's a lot that they're playing around with because aside from kind of our our quintessential main you know mustache twirling villain we also get a setup for black adam which is great because they also set things up in such a way that black adam can be a very different film than shazam and still fit in appropriately you know what i mean they didn't paint the Black Adam origin story in this movie in such a way that makes it have to feel like, oh, he's, but he's a kid, which he's obviously not. Like, you know, it, it felt like, okay, interesting. There's a whole other backstory here 
um, that, that fortunately, or at least I hope, we'll get to see. Hopefully, um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is recovering okay from COVID, as, as I think last we saw he, he got it, uh, and his family as well. Um, but also beyond, uh, beyond the black Adam or just, or we also got, what, what's the caterpillar's name? Mr. Brain, Mr. Mind, Mr. Mind, <laughs> Mr. Mind. I, I learned that last <laughs> night because I, I had no idea. Cause like I, I knew, I knew Captain Marvel. I know he was Billy Battinson and he says Shazam and he turns into Captain Marvel right. and like, you know, he has a tiger named Tawny. Yeah. I got the tiger. Like, like th- th- those are the, like the fundamental things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that his villain is black Adam. Like one, you know, one of, one of the villains that he fights is black right, Adam right, and stuff right. like that. Um, uh, and that was kind of like the limit of his rose gallery and his pantheon and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I wasn't familiar with uh, Dr. S- uh, Savannah. Um, and I had to ask, cause like, I remember seeing the, usually, usually when I go into comic book movies and I see the little cookie at the end there, I'm like, ah, yeah, right, I know that right. that's, that's a nod to the fans right there. That's a deep cut. <laughs> and, and then this one, I'm like, who's the worm? Right. <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a nod to the fans. It was a deep cut and you did not qualify. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm clearly not a fan. Uh. <laughs> no, I felt that one too, man, because I was, I was kind of hoping, I was actually kind of hoping for a little bit of a Kingdom Come setup, but that's just because of you know my personal experience with the character. I too had to Wikipedia the, 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 you know, the caterpillar worm guy, and you know what? I don't think we were alone in that. I think a lot of people were like, oh, let me Google search this real quick so I can be real, you know, like, oh, I totally knew this at the comic shop, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like, how bold is that though? That's a bold, bold choice. Yeah, it's a bold choice to use such an obscure character uh, for for a relatively obscure comic book character to begin with. You know, Captain Marvel's not exactly like you know uh, an A tier comic book uh, character in in the public view. Oh right? yeah, like yeah, yeah, like like as far as in the DC universe, yes, he he's in he's an A tier character, but like as far as the public is concerned, no, yeah, and not I mean, so much. You can even look back to the you know we, one of the the critiques that i think is a fair critique of the the franchise as a whole is like a a poor marketing campaign for the films that were were put forth uh that was not the case here in fact you, you can really see such a successful marketing campaign for shazam in that they did not play this to be like a world building it was world building but they didn't play it to be like this world building fantastic experience they they you know put it forth as like big <laughs> you know what i mean like big with superpowers and and it worked like the the, yeah. the marketing campaign was true to what the story was. Now, the story I gave us much more than that. Um, but at the same time, like it was really billed for more than just comic book fans. It was billed for more than just superhero fans. It was really billed for your kind of everyday audience that's just kind of looking for a fun, fresh concept or a good popcorn movie at the, you know, at the popcorn time at the movies. And that's certainly what they got with this movie. I mean, like it is it succeeded. um you know, by comparison, Aquaman, I think, was actually not billed in that kind of way. Like, I think Aquaman was billed for comic book fans and then people who are cool with shirtless Jason Momoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like either you're a comic book fan or you want to see Jason Momoa shirtless for like an entire movie. And I mean, to be fair, you got what you got. <laughs> that, that wasn't wrong, per se. But it was definitely billed for like the DC fan like first. And in this situation, I feel like this is actually billed for for the average Joe first but thoroughly satisfied the DC fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with that completely. Like, you know, like you're saying Aquaman is a popcorn movie. That's not saying that it's bad. You know, I enjoyed it as a popcorn movie, but that's, that's pretty much, it's pretty surface level, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Shazam is also entertaining. It, it is a popcorn movie, but there's a lot more there. 
uh, a lot more that that that's like really like meaty popcorn, you know. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, right? There's a heart to this movie. It's not just the special effects, which were incredible. I mean, that that scene where he jumps off the ledge and you know yells Shazam in air, and you know we talk about how a lot of these movies, especially the the Snyder uh, films, are almost like these like highly produced, highly expensive motion comics. And this this one didn't have as many of those moments, but that was certainly a moment like when he jumps up and the lightning catches him and uh, and it's just it's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous movie. So it definitely has its special effects, but it has a heart, man. It's got such a heart. I did not go into this movie thinking I was going to (laughs) cry like the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way in which it plays with your emotions, with this memory of his mom. And then we go back and we see the reality, man. Like that, that's a gutsy move. That's, that's more gutsy than throwing the dudes out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's, that's, you don't see that in these kinds of movies. Like your, your whole expectation is that he's going to find her and she's going to be, you know, this, oh my gosh, I'm so happy, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and that's going to somehow, you know, d- define his character and make him who he is. But instead, it's the exact opposite. And you still get the, the same end result. You still get the hero version of Billy Batson, mm-hmm. like triumphing over uh, o- over the over his uh, adversity and whatnot and becoming right. this hero. And like in this case, they they they, they give you a curveball and you still get the same end result. And, and, it, and it works so much better. And I, and I think had they not done that, it wouldn't have hit as hard. Yeah. Well, and also just the theme of the is family is what you make. Right. And I mean, right. I think that plays, you know, that obviously that message is cranked up to 11 and, and kind of the, the big fight scene at the at the end and everything. But but no, I mean, like uh, there's I, I, it's deep. And I mean, like it's not only deep, but it's painful when when he yeah. hands her, you know, the, the keychain, and she's like, what is this? And it has been such this emotional token. And you just feel it for this kid that it's been this one like like item and like she doesn't even oh man it it is yeah it's hard for one thing it's it's hard not to judge her (laughs) yeah like because you're feeling for billy at the same time like the the amount of like you know her own personal thing that everything's got like she's a real character you know what i mean like she she's neither she's neither this like angel you know uh person or or figment of, of billy's imagination that he kind of saw early on nor is she just this awful, like abusive person. I want to be careful about how I say that because obviously abandoning your kid is, uh, is arguably a form of abuse. But regardless, she's not like a prime evil. She, we, we've got literal sin demons. She ain't one of those, right? Yeah, she's a very tragic character. She's right? She's a very like, tragic character, but she's real. Like, yeah. like she exists. Like that there, is a yeah, real the, exactly. Character. Yeah, there are people who have had to make those tough decisions before. Granted, the way she did it wasn't the best way. No, she failed um, her son. Like it was, it was a yeah. Like it's there's nothing altruistic about her decision here. But the point is, no. that you're exactly right. Those that's a re- like she's a real she's a real character, and yeah. and I love the way that they fake us out with that. Like you think that she is kind of, you think about like, like let, let's, let's, let's just, let's just contrast star Lord, right. With, uh, with his kind of interpretation of his mom, like everything we know about star Lord's mom is very like this, like angelic kind of, uh, being in his life that was taken away from him with cancer. And then like, you know, he confronts it and he realizes his dad actually, you know, forced the cancer upon her and everything. But his mom still remains as almost kind of this, uh, you know, this this more more brighter than like lights, more perfect than reality type of character for him. And that's not a it's not a, you know, quote unquote, that's not a real person. 
right? Those are real feelings that kind of draw to like who that person uh, is to this, 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 you know, this child, but that's not like a real character. That's not a real person here. We got a real, like even the side characters, I guess is my point here. Even the side characters are real and feel real. These kids, man, let's talk about all these kids. Cause I'm, I fell in <laughs> love with all these kids. Oh yeah. All, all the kids are great. Like each one of them has like, they're, they're, they're sort of archetypal, right? But they, you know, they, they play their role well and they, uh, just the transformation when they go from their like archetypal kid to like this Shazamified version of themselves. Mm-hmm, the Shazam it's just, kid, yeah. It, yeah, it's just great. Like the, the Shazam family aspect of it is just great. Like, uh, you know, we already talked about Freddie and how, you know, he's just wonderful in the role. And, I mean, like um, he's, he's the heart of this movie. Yeah. 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 He's definitely the heart of the movie. Uh, and, and like, you know, it, it's, it's all these kids. They're all foster kids. They all have this, you know, that kind of thing uh, in common. Um, and they're, they're all each their own character. Um, uh, his, uh, uh, little sister, um, uh, Darla. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and she's just, she's just great. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> she's this little, this little, like, you know, your, your quote annoying little sister, but she's just, she's got a lot of heart. Too, oh, Darla's right? the and, best man. Darla's yeah. a darling. Darla is a darling. Darla's I like a darling. It. No, I love I like it, man. But she's like, I'll just giving those hugs, but you can kind of see like with all of these characters, like the way in which they interact with each other and with their family and kind of with, and you know, obviously through with Billy as kind of the newcomer kind of also speaks to their own personal traumas of abandonment and, you know, uh, uh, homelessness before obviously being adopted and kind of going through that process, this being this family that has kind of constructed itself. Um, and even, even the parents, I love the fact that the parents were both child, like children of adoption as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it makes, you know, us as an audience kind of like trust their instincts more. And so when they, when they end up getting mad at Billy for certain things, like, you know, when he's sneaking out and stuff like their, their, uh, their pain kind of feels real and it, and it feels uh, more so than like a non foster parent or a, a foster parent who wasn't a foster child. Like it, it, it to me, at least it, it lends more uh, credence to their, to their complaints with Billy. They're not just like, it's just that it's not that they don't understand Billy or anything like that. It's like they've had his experience before. And so, you know, that like when, when they're upset about something or something like that, uh, that it's coming from a place of understanding and not, you know, just, just outright, like you did, you disobeyed me or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that there's, there's a, a instant, like you say, understanding that exists there. And, um, really, really love the just the the Shazam family. I mean, like I'm 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 gonna go ahead and include the the parents as part of the Shazam family from that standpoint because uh, they certainly are. Do you think you think they'll uh, you think the parents will be brought in on that that secret? You know, I don't know. Um, I I kind of feel like I mean, like, how might... do you not know all your kids are superheroes? <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, it's one thing if it's just one, but I mean, like, how do you not know all your kids are superheroes? When all the kids were able to deduce it easily enough, so like you figure the parents will, and 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 maybe they'll have some kind of role in that. Um, I doubt they're going to get superpowers because the staff is broken and everything. But um, right, yeah. But like you know, yeah, I, I feel like they'll have some kind of role in it, um, and it'll be you know, there'll there'll be some comedic elements there of them trying to you know keep that a secret, right? Yeah. So all right, so I talked about this already, right? Like, there's a message in the movie that is found family, and that gets ramped up to eleven because literally, like, not only are rather not found family, but the family is who you make. Uh, you know, who you, the family is what you make it to be, and so you have literally a family here that Billy uses his powers and makes them into a Shazam family. Um, one of the things I love about this man, I think, was so great, 
is the idea of a kid with superpowers and the way he processes those. We see that throughout the movie, right? We see that, of course, you know, he's just like, ah, this is so cool. I'm going to YouTube it and, you know, test out my stuff. And now, you know, your your phone is zapped and your phone is zapped and yeah. <laughs> you know, fully charged, fully charged, you know, all that kind of great stuff. And, and you know, then we see him, like, chilling out on, on, on the street doing tricks and, you know, buying beer. Like, I, it's it's a it's a great kind of initial thought to you know getting all of this power and not being ready for that responsibility but what i love is that we don't just stay here and it's not just like with great power comes great responsibility which is of course a great great message but it's well, more with, than with, that with billy it's more like with great power comes zero responsibility <laughs> well I, so that's the thing right like that's that was at first that's the case but i think what i found most interesting is not only does once he like like gets accustomed to what it means to have this power. Not only does he apply it appropriately, he immediately, given the opportunity, like shares it. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. Let's let's make more supers. Like, 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 let's get my family in on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. I thought there's a beautiful message in that, and something you really just don't see that often. That really just played well, and was such a great surprise. I remember watching the movie. And seeing all the kids and thinking like, man, I wonder if they're setting up like Shazam kids for like a sequel. And then in the big fight scene when they, they all get like the powers and everything else. And we got some, you know, relatively big name actors, you know, portraying these kids for like five seconds in this movie. So, like, yeah, it's such it's, a great setup for a franchise. I'm, I'm stoked, man. I was not expecting the Sha family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was that was a that was a wonderful surprise. Um, I, I think, and, and the, the little nods here and there for Tawny, like when he, when he's at the fair with his mom, he's like, I want a tiger. And then he gives a little girl, the tiger, the yeah. stuffed tiger. Yeah. And, uh, like I, I was kind of thinking, okay, I don't know. Like they're, they're at like a little carnival. Maybe he's going to like, were, were we the little girl, by the way? Like, like, we're, cause we're like, we want the, like, Oh, you got the kids. We want the tiger too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. It's like, you know, he gives the, he gives the kid the tiger before, uh, before the Sha family comes out. Right. 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 And so you're I, like, I was sitting there thinking, oh, OK, OK, something's going to happen here. They're at this little carnival thing. He's going to get a tiger. Uh, <laughs> somehow there's a magical tiger at this at this. And, and then we get to your family. And I was like, holy crap, I was not seeing that. I, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. And that was a, that was a huge and an extremely pleasant surprise. That was that was that was really awesome. And, and props to them for kind of keeping that under under the under the hat, under the hood, whatever it may be, uh, and really making it the the surprise that it was. Um yeah, so I'm I'm stoked, man. I think that they've done a really great job in establishing a potentially uh, great franchise here. Um, something else I want to make mention of, of course, you cannot talk about this movie without, uh, you know, how do I say this? John Glover's a great actor. Do we must we typecast him? I'm just kidding. Yes, we must. He's incredible as <laughs> villain dad. If you yeah. want, if you want a villain, Bell. <laughs> if you want a villain, you want a Lex Luthor. That's how you get Lex Luthor. You get John. John John Glover yeah. to raise him, and then yes, there you go. That was that was also kind of funny, you know. It's like, well, of course he turned out bad. His dad's Lex Luthor. I mean, uh, Lionel Luthor. Lionel Luthor, yeah. yeah. I mean, like honestly, I I kind of want John Glover to be tight because he was also um, Siler's dad in Heroes. If you go back to like, that's right. Yeah, like so he's he's known for cranking out villain kids. Like this is this is no. Do anybody know where John Glover's kids are actually? <laughs> Does he have kids? I don't even know if he has kids. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, uh, um, you know, hopefully they're not, like, in a lab somewhere and maybe they cooked up this whole pandemic thing. Oh, snap. We'll, we'll, we'll have to figure it out. Maybe maybe that's, you know, 
Yeah, twenty twenty. It's because wow. his kids. Yeah, I don't know. We have to figure that out. That's crazy. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Watch out! Watch out for uh, John Glover's kids. And that's that's the <laughs> that's the second. So this movie is about you know uh, the family is who you make it to be, and and also watch out for John Glover's kids. Yeah, that's yeah. A good lesson. That's, that's a life <laughs> lesson right there. That should be a t-shirt. Anyway. Uh yeah no John Glover always great uh whenever whenever he he always amplifies every everything that he is in so um which was unneeded like this was a movie with a phenomenal cast all the way around I think that everybody did a, a great job with it there's so much fun it existed in the universe that was established and continued and kind of like we talked about I think with Aquaman with that you know. And this is this is not meant as criticism to the movies that came before, but in the you know when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, and in this case, you make lemonade. You pour in a ton of extra sugar, and you know you may spike it here and there for the adults. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Like it's dramatic seeing uh, the color palette change, the mm-hmm. theme, like the the tonal and theme changes between uh, uh, everything else in Aquaman and Shazam. Um, and, and and even Birds of Prey, which which came out afterwards, but chronologically was before. That's right. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, it's it's just really interesting, and and it begs the question: Is this a redirection on the part of Warner Brothers, or is this more of you know? I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I I've said it before, and I'll say it a million times more. If this is a so- like if Shazam was a soft reboot of the DCEU, I would not be upset one bit. Well, it could be a showcasing of what the DCEU could be, right? Like I don't, you know, I think that the um, maybe maybe testing the waters to some extent. I mean, Aquaman even uh, as well. I mean, there's not a lot of uh, references to Justice League in Aquaman. If if I think back, you know, I, I, there was even the scene where they were debating the existence of Atlantis and it's kind of like, really? Demi, Demi God just came down from the sky and aliens have like ransacked Metropolis and we're like, but Atlantis. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I mean like how, how is that like, you know, more surprising than anything else that's happened? Than anything else. Exactly. I mean like it is, uh, you know, I mean again to make a reference to Marvel, uh, when they like they talk about time travel, it's like I, I, it sounds crazy, and you know Blackwood is like, I, you know, I I just got an email from a raccoon, like, yeah, <laughs> like, what what is life now? Okay, sure, I mean, or or in like real life, like twenty twenty, like mur- murder hornets, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. why not? Why not? Like like if I saw if I suddenly saw like the front page of CNN was you know a zombie horde attacks Cleveland, I'd be like, mm, yeah, seems about right. Yeah, okay, yeah, of course, yeah. What next? Yeah, yeah, the, the robot apocalypse is. What, what are we doing? Let's go. Yeah, or like <laughs> artificial intelligence in lab takes over city. You know, like okay, sure, sure. Aliens, aliens planning on investing Earth show up and take one look and go the other way. But do send message to let us know they were here all along. They were watching. They had ways to save us, and we didn't deserve it. Yeah, well, like 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 the life on the life on Venus. Like you know, it's uh, or the, the uh, biosignatures were found on Venus. Oh wait, um, I Mars. No, on Venus, in in the upper atmosphere of Venus, where the air pressure and the temperature is a lot more. That's right. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I did um, see. I saw a headline for that uh, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, like, you know, if, if right now the, the, the we don't know of any uh, uh, processes outside of biological and industrial to uh, create the, I think it's phosphines is what they found. Interesting. And if it turned out to be alien life, I'd be like, all right, twenty twenty. What else you got? <laughs> yeah, they, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Of course. Why of not? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? Like one of the things that the 2020 does lack is exactly what this movie is just like packed full of. And that is just joyful hope 
And uh, man, I'm I'm here for it. I, I really do hope that we get a, a nice franchise out of it. Now, I want to ask you this. I know this we, we don't typically do this in a rose-colored retrospective, but I think this is kind of a unique one. Not only is it the end of kind of what our rose-colored retrospective has been, our series has been, but we just got done with DC Fandom not a couple of weeks ago. And one of our biggest takeaways was the teasers for the Black Adam movie. Uh, you know, the fact that that's going to involve also the Justice Society of America. I, you know, you, you got to kind of wonder. I mean, we, we also got a, a kind of tease for Shazam too, Kind of? Kind of? I mean, they didn't tell us anything other than like pull Sinbad in for like two seconds. And they, they didn't even <laughs> confirm whether or not he was actually in the movie, which is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Uh, like, so there's literally no... No confirmations about anything, which is frustrating. (laughs) But I want to kind of speculate here. Do you think that they are going to... I mean, we did get a bit of a setup for Black Adam uh, in this movie. It was definitely not left in such a way that the expectation is for the next Shazam movie to be a Black Adam like crossover film. That being said, how much do you think the Black Adam film is going to deal with the Shazam, I guess, corner of the universe... And also how like vice versa in Shazam too? how much of like, you know, Black Adam do you think will will fit into that? Well, I I don't know. Like it's I want Black Adam to be a a defined and established character um, when we see him, him and Shazam face off. And I don't know if it's going to be a situation where it's going to be like this is neither a Black Adam nor Shazam film. This is a, you know, battle of the gods or something like that where where they they fight, you know, or 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 you know, however they do it. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they had the, they had the teaser with Mr. Mind and, Oh, the secret society of supervillains. There you go. So uh, they, they set that up, right? Mr. Mind set up uh, the secret society of supervillains. And so I think, you know, that could be something where we have a, uh, we have a, a, a black Adam film and we see black Adams, you know, the, we, we have him developed as a character, developed his power set and all these kinds of things. And like his, his movie, sort of brings us from you know his ancient debut through the the JSA stuff in the 40s and 50s and then we have a modern uh reveal of him in not this next Shazam film which I think should probably focus on this uh, uh the secret society of supervillains um and then we do some Shazam Captain Marvel kind of build up to it right well, okay so let me ask you this because I I could be wrong I don't get the sense, based on what we've seen thus far, and by all means, call me out if I'm wrong on this, I don't think that we've gotten any kind of confirmation that the Justice Society exists in the past. I'm kind of actually wondering if the Justice Society is going to exist simultaneously in the present alongside the Justice League. That would be interesting. I I just assumed, since um, the other indications, or the, the other times we've seen it, it's been like on Legends... And that was always in the past. I mean, generally, that's the case. But at the same time, we've also had the Justice Society, like in the comics anyway, uh, running alongside the Justice League. Uh, like, you know, in, in alternate media, that is not, you know, oftentimes that, that it, it's the exact opposite. One's kind of the precursor to the other or one is literally existing on a different Earth, uh, as, you know, was the case in the origins of the, the you know, uh, the pre-crisis universes. Um but I don't know, man. I you know you kind of think about the you kind of think about what happened with the Snyder Cut, uh, and the Snyderverse, and and you know Snyder's Justice League, and and just the turmoil and the, um, you know the various fan debates and the hot takes that have existed around that. 
And, you know, we obviously have a new Batman film that's coming out that's completely not part of, you know, the universe. We have a Joker film that's not part of the established universe. We've, we we've kind of see a, you know, going back to these little side projects here and there with these superheroes, kind of freeing them up so that they're not necessarily, you know, I guess weighted down by being associated with a franchise that at the very, I mean, like, you can't say it's not controversial. You know what I mean? At the very least, it, it's a controversial franchise because some people love it. Um, a lot of people don't. And it does kind of create a lot of weight when you're just tacking on things there. That said, if they were to kind of maintain the franchise, I see I see two different paths for this. I think one is that they have the kind of the this world, uh, this pre-Flashpoint world live on in an HBO universe uh, with HBO Max. If they've got the if they got the money that they can continue to pull this level, you know, this caliber of um, uh, casting and actors and, and quality and everything else, then I think that I think that could be fun. You could get like this really hardcore Snyderverse existing on HBO Max could be amazing. That's one way. The other way they could do it is with kind of, you know, what we've seen happen with kind of Aquaman and Wonder Woman and um, what kind of looks to be happening with Wonder Woman 84. And then also, of course, with uh, Shazam here. If they are, you know, established, like they could use this as an opportunity to establish, you know, invest in this universe, but like with a different corner, having the Justice Society kind of really take the center stage and take the spotlight and then use these kind of bigger name, you know, the Wonder Woman's and the Batman's and the Superman's of, of the universe kind of to go back to the, you know, Nolan and uh, this, that and the other, like, like do their own kind of side projects and exist out, outside of universe. Um I don't know. What do, I mean, is that too messy, or what do you think? The way I see it now, Justice League is part of Zack Snyder's Elseworld. Right. Um, however, Wonder Woman is the... That complicates things drastically. Wonder Woman 84 or Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman 84. Okay. Uh, as of right now, like, you know, we... And Superman kind of complicates things, too, because we saw Superman in Shazam. <laughs> well, we um, didn't see his face... Yeah, but he exists. And so that was such a great. I'm sorry. That was just the best. I know. I know. I like that. I liked it a lot too. <laughs> Those I, are I the really moments, wish moments, man. Ah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I really wish they could have gotten uh, Henry Cavill to uh, to show up. I think I, it's I, almost better that they didn't. Like it just adds to the whole mustache thing, you know? <laughs> like it's just it's so great. Like, oh man. All right, keep going. Yeah. So the question is, do we not include Batman Wonder Woman, Superman, and Flash in this, quote, new DCEU with Aquaman, who is also a part of the new DCEU. Yeah, with at, with the Justice Society. Yeah, sure, why not? Well, because if if, if this... If we're going to continue the Snyderverse as a as an Elseworlds tale... Like, well, that's the thing. You can't do... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... like I mean, it's 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 one thing to have Robert Pattinson play Batman in a completely different right. uh, universe film. It's another thing, uh, you know, same thing with Joker, right? It, it's very clear to understand that these are not tonally separated, or they're they're not even like you know universally separated. Yeah. It's, it's the same character, different universe. Um, I don't I don't see how you pull that off with Jason Momoa playing Aquaman in the Elseworlds version of and um, like the HBO HBO Max world or in the because that's the thing, like. I hear what you're saying. I don't think I, I doubt that the HBO Max Snyderverse like offshoot is going to happen. I mean, it might, but I, I don't I don't know um, if it happens. I, 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 yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, I, I think they're going to do something interesting with Flash. I think they can save all of that with Flash. They, they might be able to. And be I think you address, yeah, like I think you address the whole Elseworlds nature of it in the Flash film and have Flash, by the end of his film, have this, you know, new kind of rebooted DCEU <sighs> with these, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool concept. Let me tell you something. I, I don't think that movie's ever seen the light of day. Yeah? I don't think this, I mean, I don't want to be a down, like, like that's the thing. I know in like 2020, ever since the pandemic hit, like I've been like, uh, yeah, they say that the television show is coming back, like, but yeah, oh, oh, they're they're back on set, are they? Oh, oh, okay, not anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, until one of them gets sick, and then everything goes exactly. To- and then it's like, oh, here's the promo for the thing that's coming in 2021, and I'm like, but is it? But is it really? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, we are in the age, okay? This is not a season anymore. This is an age that we have found ourselves in. Now, there will be an, a second age after this, or uh, you know, there will be a post-COVID age as well. But regardless, like, you know, there's just so much uncertainty about the way that things are, are coming together. Uh, and it, it's not just COVID. It's just the, 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 the season that we are, again, not season, age. It's just the age that we're currently in. Um but I think there's just a lot of uncertainty when a lot of these projects are going to come together. And I think that the, what has been discussed with Keaton uh, coming in and kind of this, you know, a way they're going to, you know, potentially tie in the multiverse. I think it's conceptually very interesting. I think that it only happens if you have a lot of energy, motivation and money fueling it all at the same time before another idea is, you know, comes up, comes forward. That's, you know, much more, you know, achievable based on whatever the you know post covid reality of film production is i just i really i again maybe i'm wrong and it might be like they might get out there and they might make it quick and it might be amazing i just don't think it's going to happen and i don't i hate to pour cold water on it but i mean that's just that's just the reality yeah i mean i I, i'd like to see it um i don't know i'm staying optimistic i i'm not going to be optimistic about their release schedule sure Yeah, yeah yeah But I, I do think the movie is going to come at some point. Um, hopefully it's not one of those things that stays in development hell for 10 years and they have to recast everything. I mean, there'll um, be a Flash film at some point for sure. I just don't know that this one that is being hyped currently is the one. Because I think there's just too many barriers that you know exist between here and there to, to actually make it happen. Um, yeah but that being said and i mean like you know i can almost already see the documentaries being made about this the movie that never was the flashpoint film that never was 10 years ago you know what i mean like it's gonna (laughs) be like this whole other deal like like uh you know kevin smith's uh superman movie with uh nicholas cage like you know i think it's gonna like kind of fall into that level of uh you know comic book film myth and legend and there'll be concept art that will be revealed here and there and documentary series of you know, Ezra Miller in his 70s, it's being interviewed. And why is he in his 70s 10 years from now? I don't know. Time travel. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> who knows? But anyway, all that to say, <laughs> it is what it is. Shazam is a fantastic film. I do hope that we get a really, really awesome sequel to it. I hope Sinbad's in it. I hope that Black Adam is incredible. Um, I agree, Bell. I think that it's only it, a Black Adam versus Shazam movie really is at its best, especially with this caliber of cast that's laid out for both film franchises. That it's the best if both get the chance to really establish themselves. I think Shazam has done a great job, like kicking things off here. I look forward to what Shazam Two could be, um, and I think that Black Adam is one of the one of the biggest movies I'm hyped about uh, in terms of what it could potentially mean for the existing franchise and, and the way that it's going to kind of flesh that out. 
Um, there is still a lot of uncertainty, but that is kind of the world that we live in. Um, there always was uncertainty, but it's, it's a lot more prevalent right now. And, uh, and that is okay for the sole purpose that it's got to be okay because that's the way it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) any other final thoughts, man? I, I, this is such a joyous movie and here I am bringing us down at the end. Any other great final (laughs) thoughts about uh, Shazam or Shazam, uh, exclamation? Yeah, you know, like I, I said it numerous times, but this is this is by far my favorite DCEU film, and I think it's because they do a lot of things right. Um, there, there's, there's a, it, it is is perfectly balanced, like all things should, oh. um, <laughs> because it, it brings it brings a lot of heart to the table, it brings humor to the table, it brings high stakes to the table, mm-hmm. it brings uh, a, a good villain, like a, a scary villain, yeah, like a, exactly. action. All of these things, it's and not good and in the not good in the killmonger sense, but like good in the, like the the like you know fun and dangerous kind of sense, like well written. Um, the, the motivations are but there not well and written clear. in like a Magneto sense, but like you know well written in like a fun sense. I'm not trying to tamper. Well, I guess I am trying to tamper this. Never mind. Keep going, Bell. You keep rose coloring this thing up. Go, go, go. <laughs> like, like like what I'm saying is is like you know his villain or his motivations are clear and you understand why he is becoming a villain. Uh, it is, you know, it's because of his traumatic upbringing. It's because of, you know, his dad's constant belittling of him and stuff like that, that he sought this power. And um, it's, it's, you know, to get back at his family and to, and, and to like, you know, achieve these things. Dang it, John Glover. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's John Glover's fault. And and so like, that should be on like that, on the wall at every single therapist, like family therapist. Uh, <laughs> like, like it's John Glover's fault. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But you know, it's 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 those things, right? Like you yeah. know, a, a villain, a movie, like a superhero movie, is really only as good as its villain. Yeah, I, I think. And and in this case, we have a, we have a good villain um, that pairs well with Shazam. Um, that and, and and the movie's just got a lot of heart. And like I don't know, it just every everything clicks. Every everything's in the right proportions in this film. It's not like too grim dark. It's not too lighthearted. Uh, it's not too callous, and it's not too like heartful. You know, like it it it's just a really well-made film it's not like the best film ever made it's not like oscar worthy stuff it is a it's just a very well-made film that knows what it was trying to do and it accomplished it yes in my opinion uh, perfectly very very well absolutely i agree wholeheartedly man it's uh it's a it's a shot of it's an electrical volts jolt of joy and uh and a lot of fun great movie like you said one of the best uh in in the franchise as a whole they i mean you know i don't know like it's definitely up there for me definitely up there for me i really like aquaman i think aquaman is fun <laughs> i don't see like like that's that's stupid, the thing i enjoy it yeah yeah like it, it's it's aquaman is just it, it's you know what actually dumb. let me just say this both that both both of these two movies together one of the things i really appreciate about both of them they did not shy away from the comic book accurate like no like you got the short white cape and the glowy you know, lightning bolt oh, the, chest and everything. We didn't even talk about how great the costumes were. All the movie. costumes, like, fantastic. Comic accurate. Absolutely perfect. Gorgeous. Just perfect. And I mean, it could have been easy to be like, this looks a little too much like the Power Rangers. How, how, maybe we should change it up. Like, no, no. Yeah, let's tone the red down and maybe lose the cape. No. And instead of the lightning bolt, let's have like, you know, uh, a, a skull. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if they do a skull, but it's like, oh, what if we did like a, a the way the stitching comes together kind of looks like a lightning bolt, and if you it of, resembles yeah, exactly. a lightning bolt, it alludes yeah. to it, if you will. No, no, they went full on comic accurate. I don't know who's making these comic book are these uh, costume decisions, but they you don't want to talk about giving an Oscar to somebody. They give this person an Oscar. They know what they're doing. So yeah, hats off. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, good deal. Well, that is our uh, rose colored retrospective of Shazam. Uh, what did you? Shazam. 
No, I appreciate that. What did you think? Let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Don't forget, we are building up to uh, hopefully do our Earth 90 Flash TV Talk. Learn more about that. Patreon.com slash TV Talk. Patreon.com slash TV Talk. That's the place to do it. Uh, now, as promised at the beginning of the film, we I want to film. I'm calling everything a film tonight, Bell. I have no <laughs> earthly idea why I'm doing this. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, the episode, uh, we're gonna we're gonna tack on a little flashcraft uh, uh, talk here. So if that's not your thing, we'll talk to y'all soon. Again, Patreon.com/slash/TVTalk. Find out how you can get some more Flash TV Talk in the interim uh, while we're in kind of this between stage. Uh, again, one last time, Patreon.com/slash/TVTalk. We'll talk to y'all later. Bell. Flashcraft. Yes. We need to talk about something. We're gonna we're gonna air a little grievances. Like we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna open up, uh, kind of pull back the curtain, let the folks know what's been going on on the Flashcraft server. And for those un- unfamiliar, why don't you tell them what uh, what Flashcraft is? So Flashcraft is basically a server uh, in Minecraft. It's Minecraft Realm where uh, me and Bo and the Legends crew and Fox. Uh, we all get together and we're building stuff from DC Comics. So we built the Hall of Justice. Uh, I've built a, an 8-bit Flash. Um, Will is building the X Mansion, but you know it, it, it it's yeah, comic related. It, yeah, so it's it comic, works. Yeah, we're allowing. It. <laughs> I mean, that's his and, base. That's that's how he's themed his base. That's the way. I yeah, that, that that's his base. Yeah, and and now we're building the Legion of Doom, and so we're we're building these massive builds, uh, and it's a lot of fun, and it's something that you two can also participate in. Um, which which is great. So you know it, it's it's um it's for the community and everybody can take part in these awesome DC related builds in Minecraft. So if you like Minecraft, and you like DC comics, like this is this is a great place to come hang out. Okay, good good pitch there. That, yeah, absolutely. Uh, learn more if you want to join us by uh, uh, twittercom slash talk. Just DM us there and we'll we'll uh, talk to you and, and figure out how to get you on board. All right, so here's the thing. Yes, we are making these wonderful DC places. We are also creating something else that we have not discussed, and that is society. We are creating society in Flashcraft. <laughs> this was not anticipated. This was not expected, but this is what's happened. Commerce came to Flashcraft, and so we had this whole thing where we were all opened up shops, and we started trading with one another. And that was great, but then we needed to move the shops away from the, the Hall of Justice, which is where we had them, because the Hall of Justice was there, and we needed, like, a whole trade center. And so we developed a city, and inside that city now we have, you know, uh, even more trading and commerce and things that are going on, and it's it's been great. Well, we need to, we need to talk about something that, that happened recently, because aside from, you know, civilization that we have created in Flashcraft, we, we, uh, there's been some drama. Well, um... Yeah, but <laughs> you know when, when you when you make a store that's dedicated to killing other okay, people, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So this is the way this is the way it works. There's different shops there, and you you know you mine diamonds and you can spend the diamonds to buy certain things. So Bell, uh, Bell and I actually have a, a joint venture where we've got a kind of a a, a rocket and a TNT shop that has been doing quite well, actually, very very profitable. Um, albeit we might need to crank up the prices of our TNT, man, because like that takes so long to make. <laughs> I well, I, I need to ramp up the farm is what I need to do and just add like ten more spawning platforms. That'd probably be good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. one way or the other. So we got little shops like that. I thought it'd be fun. I thought that we should have a little bit of a a, a secret society type situation going on. So I developed a uh, well, no, no. Okay, fine. I guess I've already admitted it was me. I uh, <laughs> I developed an assassination uh, game shop where basically I wanted to kind of create like a, uh, you know, kind of a, a dark web type of, um, uh, you know, black market where people could go and they could request somebody to be killed. And I would not know uh, who made the request. 
and the person that was killed would not know who made the request. In fact, the person who was killed might not even realize that such assassination guild uh, uh, existed. And um, and yeah, and and it worked out great for a time. <laughs> for a time, um, I, I I you know the goal was that I just basically you got coordinates and you would go out to those coordinates in the woods and you would press a button. And the button would drop you into the secret secret shop. And it was just you in the dark with a book that explained everything and a barrel that you put the name in and the name would instantly disappear. There was no name, no way to get the name back. So it was like a, you know, it was, it was, it was deep, deep, man. Uh, and uh, and yeah. And so people, the first name, by the way, to be killed, uh, to be requested was me. So I had to uh, kill myself, <laughs> which I did. Uh, the next one, I believe, was Will, I want to say. Or no, it was Fox. Fox was, was Fox, the next yeah. one. Will was the one that broke the system. Because ideally, everybody was going to get informed about this place eventually. Um, but one of the rules of the Assassin Club is you don't talk about the Assassin Club. And Will just went off and he talked about the Assassin Club. <laughs> he ruined it. He ruined it. Anyway. Yeah, see, see that that's that's the thing. It's like... I, I had I had no idea of the existence of this place, right? Yeah, and totally um, secret, right? And, and so the problem was I had no idea what the rules were, and so like if I had known the rules, and you did nothing I, wrong, I I I I, don't, I know, but what I I'm saying is, it's like if I had known the rules, and if somebody had said, "Hey, what is this thing all about?" I'd be like, "Okay, well, don't post it in in, in Discord or anything like that. Just you know, keep keep it secret, keep it safe, kind of thing." Right, right, um, right. Like you know, keep it you know, um, um, I guess keep it in DMs or whatever. Like let's say, since it wasn't public knowledge, I had no idea, and so I'm like, I don't know, that sounds weird. Um, let's go investigate this place, and um, so I yeah. <laughs> So, so the button that that Bo was talking about earlier that, that brings you into this place, um, I will post it cords in in the open Discord, not in a DM. And so I was like, well, I want to go investigate this place. So we're, we're, I'm flying over there, and Will's over there too. And I'm I'm walking up there, and I was like, oh, there's a button. I wonder what this button does. And I just click it, and all of a sudden here, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then it blew up. And yeah. then it blew up, and so it, it was, didn't kill either of us. Yeah, my goal was to try to kill Will while also covering my tracks and, like, destroying the shop in the process. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> it only partially destroyed the the, uh, the shop, and it exposed the redstone mm. uh, going all the way back to your uh, to your, uh, to your other store. So. Yes, so that was the other thing. In order to make sure that I could know what name, like, that there was a new name without constantly going, because I feel like if people saw me constantly going to the spot they'd start to put two and two together. So in a much more subtle way, I did a, I dug a whole trench from the secret woods into my shop and lit it and uh, connected it to a light that would like light up whenever a new name was deposited for me to go and assassinate. And um, See, you should have hidden the tunnel. Well, and you know what? I was going to go back and rehide it later, but I also kind of knew that eventually like that that you know it might be kind of fun to make it somewhat obvious. It, like if, if someone really wanted to do the digging, you know what I mean? Like, but anyway, so I got, I got found out. Will, Will broke the code. Yeah. And, uh, and bell, bell never, never even got a chance to play. So I just want to publicly yeah, yeah. shame. Will here. That's, that's the main thing. I, just, <laughs> he broke I don't my think name. I would have killed anybody though. I, I didn't think you. you would. See, that's the thing. You, the one of the reasons you were the last person, you were going to be like the last person. No, yeah, you, you were the last person uh, that was going to receive the coordinates is because I knew that you would judge me or whomever that was from. You'd be like, oh, come on, guys. We can't kill each other. You were going to be mean, like Mr. Peacemaker. 
My well, my my only my only concern with it was that people losing gear or damage to their uh, to the things they built. I worked very hard. I actually mul- like tried multiple uh, uh, multiple methods of of killing that ensured that nobody would lose their gear. Everybody would lose their experience, but at this point, it's easy enough to get back. Yeah, um, experience is no big deal. Exactly. But like you know, I actually um, I, I I created a a world for video capturing the Hall of Justice, and then also for some stuff that I did for uh, a video series that's coming out. I think next week. Um, on the on the Pottery YouTube, which is really going to end up becoming the Flashcraft YouTube, uh, which is uh, it's called Lord of the Shulkers, and it's uh it's a whole quest <laughs> that I put together, and it's great. But anyway, so I in there I tested it. Like for example, I went to um in creative mode, I went to Fox's base, and I developed this whole redstone contraption trap door that as soon as he got out of his uh his nether portal he would just fall to his death <laughs> and you're i still have a great method for killing you <laughs> oh I'll, I'll bet you do i'm like batman right now i've got a contingency plan for everybody <laughs> that i developed and i just well, haven't been able to use it yeah the, the best part was i was watching your stream when when you died yes. or killed yourself i guess and uh in in my you were in my exp farm messing with it and i had a little trap door down there um and it uh just drops you down to the bottom like i have a basement underneath my base my main yeah. base yeah um and so like you know you were in there messing around with it and you backed up and fell down that hole and uh i don't i don't know if you actually thought you're you're about to die or something like that or or if you thought you fell into a real trap but you sold it well and so Thank like you. by the end of your video i was like well it can't did, be him did did did, did bo do this like is bo <laughs> killing these people i i i don't i don't know so so well done well done. acting <laughs> but yeah. were you like were you genuinely surprised when you fell on the trap door or was that a plan i was was always i was surprised because i didn't mean to um but i i did see like as i was falling down i was like oh i can use this <laughs> like, use it and uh it worked out really 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 well that, that whole ordeal the funny thing is i you know uh, the additional bit to this was the fact that i lost my armor which was legitimate um and the funny thing was i was trying to figure out how do i get myself uh in such a way that i don't have to like you know i i was i was a little concerned that my armor was a little op and would keep me from dying um and so i was like well how do i get out of my armor so that i can accidentally kill myself without it looking like i took off my armor and so I thought, well, I'll just put it up for display in my base and kind of show that show that off in my my secret lair, and um, and then yes, then it legitimately disappeared. And I was so mad. <laughs> so I was like, no, this was not part of the plan. Neither was giving Han to this bounty hunter. Anyway, uh, there you go. That uh, there's some flashcraft talk. Any other thoughts that you want to share about the uh, the flashcraft? Uh, Man, I, I gotta figure out how to edit videos. Like I, I've I've dabbled with it a little bit, and it's 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 more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, so this is why this has been a really great like little side project, side venture. Aside from the fact that obviously it's it's great social interaction with with you and with the guys, and and honestly anybody else that wants to uh, join the the server, we'd love to get you the details on how to do so. Um, but it's great because like literally like oh there, there's Will running by or there's Kyle running by or oh like there's Bell and now we got a shop together. Like there's little things like that that I really just honestly just on a psychological level just value, uh, especially right now when when you don't get to see very many people. Um, yeah. But beyond that. The other thing, I, I I can't do much like work work during the day right now since uh, remote learning started up with the with the kids schooling and everything. Yeah. Um. And so you know the flashcraft stuff is there's no there's no good business model associated with it or anything like that. It's not a it's not a you know it's not client work or anything like that. It's really more kind of just fun and then also learning while I'm working on it. And so a lot of times I can do that in the background between tech supporting the kindergarten class and it's. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's like low pressure, like low pressure, low stress, but at least I feel like I'm getting something accomplished and it's not, it's not that difficult. I mean, it's all very iMovie. I mean, you compare like, you know, my videos with some stuff that other people make and it's, it's pretty subpar, but, but it's, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I, it, iMovie, um, isn't supported on the version of, of Mac OS that I have on my iMac since it's an older iMac Yeah, and I tried it on my phone and it was just a nightmare. Um, and so I found some free editing software. Will pointed it out to me. Um, oh, nice. So I, I picked that up, and I've been messing with it, um, trying to get some stuff done. Like, it's it's easier to stream, right? You can just stream is, and whatever. Yeah. But, like, I, I like the kind of polished look of some of the other YouTube stuff that I've seen. And I like that as well. All the ones that I do like that that are not from the live stream uh, are always the better quality one. Like, the one that I did for when all of us got together to, do, to kick off the courts off. Yeah. Um, much better quality than, than the ones that are just from the stream. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and and like I, you know, I'm a perfectionist in that way where it's like I want to try to emulate and and sort of like derive my own style from that. But I, I'm I I can I, it's so hard to like when you have an idea of what you want and then you can't get it to work <laughs> to like right. just get just just to, to settle on like something that's not as good as you learn. And so yeah, but um, it's it's been a lot of fun. I've I've really been enjoying it, uh, and I I think you guys will enjoy it too if you yeah. if you want to if you want to check out. Uh, you can also if you go to uh, Flash TV Talk or rather TV Talk FM. Um, what is it? Flash TV TV Talk FM. I think all those links all go to the same place. There's a there's a banner there for Flashcraft. So if you want to see some of the videos uh, and see kind of kind of the stuff we're talking about, the assassination game. That'll be in a future video because I haven't got a chance to. Uh, it all it all went down this weekend when I wasn't even recording. So I have to figure all that out and how I'm going to put that together narratively in a video. But one way or the other, <laughs> check them out. FlashTVTalk.com. I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, so, yeah. So, for me, for Belle, for Belle's mom. Hi, Mom. Shazam! Shazam!
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.